0: rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision.
1: And good morning everyone, welcome to the Mile Rate feature racing at Shepparton last night, it was Cup Night, Gold Cup Night and uh, the return of the Inter-Dominion winner I Cast No Shadow. Rob Orber joins me as he does every morning. Good morning Rob. Yeah, very good
2: morning to you Danny, it was a very warm night, uh, as you can imagine, at Shepparton last night. But a real credit, again, to uh, Ian McDonald and, and the team, Chris Hazelman and everyone involved there at Shepparton. They do a fantastic job. And, look, they had a, uh, a bit of a slow start with the crowd, but it certainly built up as uh, the crowd uh, came in as uh, the sun set. And it was uh, a very good night. We saw some terrific racing. And, you know, we've seen a new horse emerge from nowhere called Cranberry uh, taking out the Shepparton Cup.
1: Yeah, they often say you don't have to look further than your own backyard, and there's Cranburn <laughs> coming from New Zealand, and it was well back, Rob. That was interesting. The the market moves for this horse, Cranburn, a, a Kiwi first up in Australia, uh, with aims to go to the US, but uh, first run with David Aiken. Nathan Jack had the had the drive. The money was there to suggest he might have the gate speed, and he did. He did just cross. I cast no shadow, but got a pretty good run after that and uh, and then it developed into a a pretty slick last half and in particular final quarter
0: it's had a beautiful run he's got them stacked up here jack he leads a couple of meters moving up a little closer majestic cruiser 30.6 second section it's going to be a dash home. I cast no shadow, all dressed up, ready for that sprint lane run. Interest freeze fourth. Art Tudor on loose lines, driven along. Max Delight climbing over his helmet. Sicario still 12 off the leader as they really hit flat chat now at the 450. Where Cranburn full of running. He's making them chase in the last lap. 27 9 down the back. Cranburn led Majestic Cruiser. I cast no shadow. Cam Hart swinging against him, waiting for the sprint lane. Three deepers, interest free. Sicario's four wide. Max Delight ran up behind them. He goes for broke jack now on Cranburn. I cast no shadows into the clear. Cranburn, I cast no shadow. A dash to the wire. Cranburn's in front of I cast no shadow. Cranburn is clear. Cranburn leads all the way and wins the Shepherd and Cup for Neatline Holmes. Second, I cast no shadow and they flew up the lane. Third was pretty close. You rated him to perfection. Were you a little bit surprised with how easily he got across? Um, No not really, not the feel he gave me going up to the gate um, and I was sort of surprised there wasn't much early pressure. I just thought one of them might have come round, but um, after that we just had to roll along quick enough to keep everyone happy.
1: At the end point of the race you sort of got swinging
0: on EM down that back in that third quarter. Was that sort of the moment you thought I have this if I can out sprint the one on your back which was the main danger? Well, not really, Shannon. He, he was quite lazy, and I just kissed him up a bit at the half, and, and he got racing the one outside him, and then he got kicking the wheels a couple of times. And I would have liked to go a fraction slower myself, but um, I could hear that, I could feel the red horse chewing the paint off my helmet, turning for home. So I knew that I had to find more once i straightened.
1: And uh, that he did. But uh, a very slick last half: twenty-seven-nine and twenty-six-six. They've come home with and. Uh, he looked pretty good, Rob Cranburn. Um, it makes you wonder why we haven't heard a lot more about him. Uh, but uh, in that current form, he's capable of um, of, of anything he's uh, aimed towards.
2: Yeah, look, I suppose there's a few things to digest uh, of uh, the win, and obviously uh, about the horse itself. Uh, look, obviously last night. First, we'll talk about the race itself. Interesting enough, the lead time last night, um, which was 83.7, was three seconds slower than the slowest ever lead time at shepperton so make no mistake it was an absolute walk in that uh, early part of the race and in the first two quarters of 30.9 and 30.6 is certainly uh, not fast for horses of this caliber so it really just developed into a sprint home so really anything back in the field it was uh, near impossible for anyone to actually make ground so uh it was a really well rated drive by nathan jack he uh, he summed it up well uh, Looked the horse is a, he's a big strong beast um, Um, And, you know, I'll I'll talk a bit more about the background about this horse as well. But he certainly was very good last night. Um, I cast no shadow who was the Inter-Dominion winner, led, uh, took the trail. Uh, certainly, uh, as you heard from Nathan Jack, he, he was uh, right on the back of Cranbourne, and stra- straightening for home. But uh, that 26.6 last quarter really just made it impossible. It was 27.9, 26.6 last 800 metres, and uh, when you're running those sectional times, it really makes it really hard. So I cast no shadow. was brave in defeat. He's only beaten a half-neck. Interest-free, I thought, was a really good run. Daryl Douglas attempted to put the horse into the race, and uh, he battled on really well into third placing. Max Delight. Uh, good run again, uh, slinking through uh, along the pegs. Cosimo was the eye-catching run. Uh, He's absolutely flying, Danny. I think uh, anyone out there just needs to black book Cosimo because he will be winning very soon. Uh, Majestic Cruiser also tried to get put into the race and Sakara, who was exposed, ended up taking some trail, but uh, it just made it uh, near impossible for anything back in the field to win. Cranbourne owned by uh, Stephen Finkelstein. Interesting. uh, He might be a good interview for Cracking the Codes or someone throughout the week. He's based in New York, uh, he's a bit of a harness racing tragic. He uh, he's also uh, was I think he, I don't know if he still is, but he was an amateur driver. He's uh, owned uh, a stud farm called Low Bell, and uh, which he doesn't have anymore. But he's been a friend of David Aiken for for over 30 years. Uh, he sourced David. You know, years ago, to to purchase that, that wonderful horse Ultra Jet, who turned out to be an absolute superstar for David Aiken. He also raced Leonidas, and uh, this horse here. Uh, you know, there's a connection with David and Steve. I know straight after the race, uh, Steve was on the phone and David were having a chat, um, and and obviously uh, the the friendship and the partnership that's been involved there has gone back a, a very long time. And this horse here now will head towards the Ballarat Cup. And talking to David last night out on the track. Uh, he was looking at the Ballarat Cup, the Hunter Cup, and probably uh, around the end of March, he he will be looking at heading over to uh, the United States, and he's hoping to get a, a bit of a, a ticket with the horse to go over there as well. He'd love to do that, uh, but let's um, you know really accolade and, and give the highlights to to David Aiken. I mean, he's he's been an absolute legend of our sport, Danny. Uh, you know, he's he's gone through some pretty tough times over the last 12 months with illness, and to be able to. Um, <clears throat> get this horse in three weeks and as you talked about he, his form was really poor apparently he was just a um <clears throat> always a very talented horse but he raced a lot in the standing starts over in new zealand and just um had uh, apparently had you know not very good manners over there and just couldn't find suitable races and the camp sort of sourced this horse. Uh, I know Peter Walsh was there last night as well, who's had uh, enormous uh, great affinity with David and and uh, even his daughter Sarah, who who works now at David Aikens' property. So it was a real family affair. There was a lot of uh, close friends associated with uh, not only the Shepparton region, but of course the connection with uh, Stephen over in New York. So it was a great win and uh, great to see Cranbourne. And as you said, you know the way he performed last night, you would imagine he's going to be a player going into the Ballarat and Hunter cups over the next few
1: weeks yeah no doubt about that uh, uh rob and yeah great to see with david uh, as you said he'd had ill health prostate cancer's been well documented and uh operation and he seems to have come through that uh, really well and, uh, and now he's got a seriously good horse on his hands as well cranberry and, and one that will uh, emerge for the uh, uh for the for the hunter cup i was looking at the tab market uh, uh, i was uh, doing a preview for uh, uh, harness racing and the Shepherd meeting on Friday, and before that uh, race, Cranbourne wasn't even in the market for the for the Hunter Cup. But on that uh, on that performance, now you would expect that uh, um, with the uh, uh, uncertainty with a lot of runners and where they're going, uh, he has to be a single figure uh, price now, doesn't he? to say so uh, look you know he's
2: got great great gait speed and one of the questions I did pose to David last night was you know is he equally as effective from behind and he said oh very much so he said he's tough and he's also uh, got a good turn of speed when driven with a sit he said he's the all-round horse so I think he's not a one-trick pony and looking at his physique as well he, he's a very strong animal and uh, you know David said that they spent a lot of time trying to source the right horse for Stephen um, and uh, you know they've uh, they've been been ironing off his horse for quite a while and obviously uh, as you mentioned his figure form wasn't great but obviously there's uh, enormous amount of talent and he showed that last night and I would say uh, no doubt he's a single finger horse uh, figure horse going into uh, these major races over the next few weeks
1: actually I'm just looking at the uh, the market for the hunter Cup uh, on uh, the tab website this morning and he's still not even listed Uh, In the market up to 150 to 1. So that's going to change around quite significantly. Um, It's probably even pointless going through. Act now still at the head of the market there. Um, And I'm not even sure he's going there. But we'll find out this week anyway. Heading towards the Ballarat Cup next week. It'll uh, change things up uh, a little bit. Good to see Spirit of St. Louis uh, resume from his short break. And he got the job done last night in Sydney. Rob, race number three on the program. Um, this was the, the feature trot on the program, and uh, Central Otago is in hot form at the moment. He took out race three, the Saddle World Shepherd and Trot.
0: Three for the half, an even tempo, and Kate Gath has a lap full of horse with Central Otago. Here's Elder barandino now, staking his claim three wide down the back from the tail of the field. He's winding up now the big fellow and warming to the task. Behind the leader, Morton Bayer, waiting on the run. Behind him, three back the inside, gunning, and Naked Ambition is now back last of the five. They start to sprint things up and get serious now. We had a two-horse uh, battle in the betting, and it's going to be a two-horse battle in the run home. 28 down the back. It's uh, the leader still... Central Otago. On the outside, Aldebaran Dino's driven along but knuckling down to the challenge. He's not done with yet. Morton Bay's third, fourth is gunning in the straight. Central Otago. Aldebaran Dino's trying hard on the outside. Along the inside, Morton Bay. Central Otago's looking for the line. He's clinging on. He'll see it out. Great front running drive by Kate Gath. And Central Otago goes back to back. Beats Aldebaran Barandino. Otago, once you found the top, rated him to perfection and you would have been pretty happy with that result. Yeah, definitely. He beat a quality horse in Aldo Brandino, and once we led, we just had to get a cheap quarter and make it a bit harder for Aldo Brandino back in the field and um, he got the job done well.
1: That was uh, Kate Cathwitting, driver there with Central Otago. So we had a, a horse named after a place in New Zealand uh, winning the trot and we had a horse named after... Uh, a a place in Victoria, winning the Cup. Uh, But Central Otago... sort of flies under the radar, but there's no doubt he's picked up a bit, Rob, because his form's been most consistent, and he seems to enjoy winning now that he's broken through.
2: Yeah, look, it was uh, interesting talking to Kate as well uh, after the race uh, regarding this horse. Uh, look, he, he was able to lead throughout last night, One fifty nine four mile rate it was a forty two nine lead time, and look, he controlled the race early thirty one 31.5, one five, and it really just developed into a sprint home very much like the Cup, 28 and 28.6. He won by just over under two metres, defeating Elder Barandino. Morton Bay was six metres away, third from gunning, a naked ambition. But look, he's bred to be very good, isn't he? Uh, he's by Love You out of something about so uh, He's certainly bred to be uh, a star. He's raced by uh, Norm Jenkin, of course, up at the Gold Coast. Uh, and uh, Kate. Uh, mentioned last night that look she's always had you know enormous opinion of his horse with uh, his track work at home however he probably just hasn't produced it all the time at the races but he's getting better with age and he's getting better with maturity and we saw that vic bred final the four-year-old trotters it's just been a, an amazing form line race i mean those four first five six horses across the line have all got extremely big futures and they'll play a massive part i would imagine going into the great southern star as well and central uh, otago uh, as you mentioned has just kept maturing and you know he's uh, yeah who, who knows uh, the bottom to this horse yet i don't think we've seen it uh, he's got gate speed and he's getting uh, becoming a much better racehorse so yeah look i think there's only upside to this horse
1: okay rob let's have a look at race six so we're talking about upside and horses so, I, I was talking to uh, Maddie Nevitt and, uh, and Sean Cosgrove on Thursday on, on Greenlight On when they uh, probed me for a best bet on the card, and, and it's amazing to think this horse ended up starting at $1.22, but when I tipped it on Thursday, it was $2, Rob, District Attorney. He, he's a very smart horse, and he took out the Hunter Rural pace.
0: Over on the peg, Safala's had a cushy trip just needs some clear air. Shorty's made keeping him company, yet to peel Uh, still no mercy in the back, Mongiana on the outside of Spirit of Anzac. They've got only half a lap to go at the end of the back straight and District Attorney just snuck away from Cloud Nine. Now three wide presenting, daylight at dawn. Behind the leader, Duke of Dundee's about to get clear room Uh, Cloud Nine dropped out sharply there. Uh, Back on the inside, Safala held up, three back, going okay, looking a rough place chance if he can get out and Shorty's made, but they're sprinting now 28-2 down the back into the lane district attorney in full flight he's out by seven meters duke of dundee daylight of dawn shorty's mates are far all battling on bravely for the minor spots but district attorney in front he's looking for the line but he'll see it out and he goes on his winning way district attorney beats daylight of dawn and shorty's mate a really nice horse that you got to sit on there Yes, yeah, thanks Skeet. um he did he did a great job and uh good and stone to future things hopefully um, obviously, he led quite easily. We really comfortable you could have have this win. Um, obviously, he had the ear plugs in in the finish. Do you think he he done it quite under ease? He did it. He did it really comfortable without having to knock him around on a hot night, which was really good. Um, he early days he got a little bit revvy, so I was still mindful that that could be still there in the back of his his armour, but it hasn't shown its head, and hopefully he's matured enough into that nice racehorse we think he is.
1: That was Michael uh, Billman there after the win of uh, District Attorney and uh, Shannon O'Sullivan posing one of those questions uh, to, uh, to Michael. A four-year-old by Courage Under Fire. Uh, Rob, it's funny when you mention and Courage Under Fire, you, you can't help but remember that incredible night, unforgettable night, that Courage Under Fire, it seemed, drew uh, the whole of Shepparton to the track when he won the four-year-old cup there.
2: It was, Uh, and look, he's a really nice horse, uh, District Attorney, and well done to, you know, Ted Caruana who's, uh, you know, a man that's uh, loved this sport for for decades. Uh, He's uh, invested very heavily over the years uh, at the sales. I mean, you only have to look at each of the sales over the the number of years. uh, You know, he's always very close to either getting the top purchase of uh, any horse or he pays very big money for him. and District Attorney, you know, he's got the movie star looks, hasn't he? He's just an amazing looking horse. Uh, His son Blake and uh, Ted and Celeste Towers, the three of them uh, are working so hard in in building up their little team and this horse here has got so much upside to him Uh, he was able to lead throughout, Uh, it was great to see Mick Bellman, I mean Mick, you know he's one of our great drivers and you know it's nice to see him being associated with some really good horses and uh, he's got District Attorney, you know uh, I think they've got a great partnership and I think they'll continue on their merry way actually driving home from Shepparton after the last last night I see uh, a a car and a float broke down on the side and you wouldn't believe it, it was actually District Attorney and, and Blake and Celeste, uh, they had a bit of a puncture there <laughs> I couldn't really help them uh, unfortunately but uh, thank goodness for the Douglas team they uh, they were very kind enough to stop and uh, they fixed them all up and got them back on the road, so uh, uh, District Attorney's home safe, I know that much and uh, look, he's uh, he's a really good horse and look, they're going to have a look at, you know, we had a bit of a chat to Blake last night and they might have a look at the four-year-old Bonanza with him over the next few weeks and uh, just see whether he's uh, you know he, he's worthy of having a crack at it. I think he is, um, and he's he's really an exciting horse. He defeated Daylight at Dawn, Shorty's mate, Duke of Dundee, all very good, uh, all good runs, a whole lot of them there, and Spirit of Anzac in the fifth spot. They went a mile rate of 155-8, and that was the, the most impressive part. He did it with ease and, and he ran time. 155-8 was terrific. 41-7 lead time, 30.8, 29-6, 2 and 27-3 home.
1: Rob, the uh, final event on the uh, program and uh, this event was taken out uh, in pretty good style by Heathburn Bruce because he broken the score up.
0: Outside, Heathburn Bruce, second, third on the inside, Rock and Roll Gig, awaiting his chance on the sprint lane, fourth around him, poised to go, is chilling and held up, she haunts him. Heading for home, 31-1 was the back straight quarter, so Laura Croslin has got them stacked up with Will He Rain, now asked for the supreme effort, Heathburn Bruce, the outside, is levelling up, Rock and Roll Gig is sweating on the sprint lane exit, and then chilling in the straight, it's Will He Rain, Heathburn Bruce, Rock and Roll Gig gets the run, rock Rock and roll gig out after heathburn bruce heathburn bruce is in front close to home and heathburn bruce will win the graham head memorial three-year-old beats rock and roll gig and will he reign this horse he looks like he's still learning and still putting it all together but uh, that racing against the the better two-year-olds potentially has done him the world of good Ah, uh, yeah he's um, he's come through uh, the breed is crown in those harder races pretty good really. Um, I don't think he knocks himself around too much and um, yeah he, he was good again tonight and uh, after that little bubble at the start and um, you probably yeah I thought that was probably lots out after that but yeah he's going really good.
1: And that was driver Jack Law there, a son of Lenny the Shark, Heathburn Bruce. So the Shark and Bruce uh, connection there, but also through uh, Shepparton as well. And look, the horse's win was pretty good, but they did go slow in the middle stages. In fact, for the majority of that race.
2: Yeah, look, he's uh, you know he's uh, he's a three-year-old. Peter Cole, uh, of course, the owner. Peter's been a wonderful supporter of the industry, and of course the Douglas team as well. And they've enjoyed uh, a really good ride with. Uh, you know, a lot of horses. Heathburn, Bruce, he's probably got uh, more ability than he shows, but at times I don't think he applies himself as well as he should. But he uh, got a little bit cranky in the score up. As you said, he galloped and then, uh, you know, he was able to recover with that slow tempo. And, you know, he toughed it out pretty well. It was a lovely drive by Jack Law who brought up a double. Uh, he's, just a, he's just a great talent, isn't he, Jack? He, he's a fantastic driver. Mile rate, 2 minutes 0.7, 41.9 lead time, 31.9, 31.1, one. So a very slow sectionals and 28.3 home but he won by two and a half meters defeating rock and roll gig uh, second willie rain third chillin fourth she haunts him and captain Boku who galloped at the start but it's uh, good to see heathburn bruce taking out the last
1: okay back to the first event zarvin banner um change uh, stables uh, during the week now prepared by joe connolly who's also got uh, art tudor who went around in the the cup last night but the uh, first uh, winner uh, had the barrier draw to lead and uh, and got the job done, Rob, in pretty good time.
2: Well, it was just an amazing turnaround, wasn't he? I think they picked the horse up on Tuesday, and uh, in a matter of a few days, he he, he went from uh, what looked, you know, I suppose it was, you know, big bit plain at Geelong, and you know he obviously had some excuses at Bendigo last week Cup night, but uh, well, last night he was really softened up early. Uh, it was a thirty nine four lead time. He found the front. 30.2 29 28.9 9 and 28 7 he just kept running Seaton Grimmer he's a he's a real talent this young man uh, spoke really well they uh, caught up with him trackside and Joe Connolly of course who does a fantastic job and Zavin Banner who's a 9 year old he'll set the head back up to New South Wales uh, over the next few weeks again uh, and he's got uh, look he's got a lot of ability he's shown it he's a 9 year old but he's got great speed he defeated by our time He's he was disappointing again last night. I thought he had he's going well. I mean he's run two seconds, but he's had his winning chances. Uh, Magic Mike was really brave fighting on for third after doing plenty of work early. Uh, what did you say, B Little? I'd certainly be following Magic Mike on his run last night. And Zavon Banner was just outstanding.
1: And all because of a minor upset. Polly could uh, kettle on here ran a dollar eighty favourite. In fact, the Misterwood pair ended up running second last and last, and they started first and second favourite, Rob.
2: Yeah, it was a great result again uh, by Greg Fleming. Uh, you know, he's a true gentleman, Greg, a uh, very smart uh, businessman. He's uh, now uh, sort of retired as far as work's concerned. He's just taken on another job called harness racing, which is about uh, double the work. So uh, he's doing an amazing job. Uh, he's got, uh, you know, partnered up with David Moran. They've got a lot of brood mares. They've got uh, a great track uh, set up at home. And it's good to see him getting a really good result with Orby last night. 156.4. She hadn't had a lot of luck with barrier draws. She got the pole position last night. 41.8, 30.7, 30.1, home in 28.3 and 27.4. But she was terrific, Orby. Defeating changeover girl, really nice run for, for Beck uh, and Steve O'Donoghue last night. Rebecca Bartley and Steve O'Donoghue, who, who trained the second and third uh, runners. Ellen Tormy took the drive there. Better Robin, who uh, finished third with Rebecca Bartley. And the two uh, Emma Stewart horses finishing fourth and fifth last night. But all honours to Orby, 156.4 mile rate.
1: The fourth event was taken out by Storm On Star. Uga Charka started the short-priced uh, favourite, um, but an interesting uh, uh, result there, the favourite finishing out of the, the top four.
2: Yeah, it was just uh, one of those races, I think. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of it. 156-7 mile rate, 5.6 lead time, 27.7, 29.1. So the slowest part of the race was the last uh, two quarters rather than the first parts of the race. Stormont Star, who sat back again, really good judge drive by Jack Law. And Roma Pocock, uh, what a legend of the game she's been over uh, decades and and great to see her still training winners. uh, Caught up with her at Bendigo last week. She even came and looked after me with a bottle of water, so she deserves uh, uh, three extra plugs, Roma. Good on you. You're doing a fantastic job and it was good to see Stormont Star winning uh, last night. No, I... Go Joe, uh, finishing second for Julie Douglas, Abby Sanderson, sweet creation, Beach Trek, favourite Uga Charka. Yeah, look, uh, you know, I mean, I think if Rodney Lakey had it over again, he, he probably uh, would have gone to the outside rather than up, go up between runners. But you could sort of see what he was thinking. There was a horse out three wide that wasn't really going anywhere. And I felt, thought uh, he, he must have thought he could have pushed a passage out. But unfortunately, the two leaders, which were up in front, got a bit tired and he got sandwiched up between runners and dragged back through to field. So uh, Uga Charka is a bit of a free running horse uh, most times when he's, he's won he's been able to lead so anyway just uh, that's racing sometimes and uh, it's a, it's a it's split second decisions and unfortunately it just it wasn't the right one last night but storm on start very good winning last
1: night and race five rob uh, outlaw man's now made it five wins from his six starts in australia
2: yeah, really good story. I think the story is really off the track. Good to see Ralph Woods, uh, his wife uh, Jean, uh, their little grandson Tom, uh, he was there last night as well. Uh, Darren Carroll, part of the ownerships, and miles. Uh, there's a lot of people involved here with this horse. Uh, they've had some really good success over the years in Andy purchasing a couple of horses for, for Ralph and his his partners. and. You know, he's been able to uh, turn them over and have found Outlaw Man, who's just been a fantastic purchase for, for the whole connections. He uh, returned a mile rate of one, leading throughout. Kate was really bullish about his chances. 5.1, 27.9, 29.7, 27.9 and 28.2 home. Defeating Blood Moon, terrific run. National News will be improved by that run. Our Cheeky Devil, Jeremy Quinlan, doing a really good job with his team for fourth. And Biola Boy also hit the line nicely into fifth spot. But Outlaw Man... Really good win, uh, interviewed young Tom, uh, Tom uh, he's uh, Ralph's uh, grandson on track last night, he's a fine young man, we caught up with him uh, recently, there's been a bit of uh, publicity about him around Facebook and his love for harness racing, he's 13 years of age, he goes to Scotch College and uh, he loves harness racing, he wants a job in the media Dan, I think he's after your job and mine, so uh, I reckon he's a good chance of getting it in about 10 years time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I like him. He's, he's a good young kid too, so he loves his harness racing. And I think he can make it. If he wants to, he will. I, I'm sure of that. Uh, so that was Outlaw Man winning race five. Next week, it's Petstock Ballarat Cup night. Also, EB uh, Cochrane Trotters Cup at Group 3 level. Uh, Tuesday on the Big V, uh, I'll join Tim O'Connor will be announcing the barrier draw for that Ballarat Cup, Ballarat Cup for next week. Hamilton Cup today, Rob.
2: Getting off there in about 10 minutes' time, so I've got to hit the road. It'll be a fantastic day. Chinese Whisper, one of the big chances in the uh, Hamilton Trotters Cup. And Kate Gaff will be looking to make a double with the Buck But I'm sure Kowalski and Alice as a local were in a, tight, tight, a terrific race for David Lewis. So looking forward to a big day at Hamilton. There will be a Trotts Vision coverage as well. Uh, we start off the 1st at 12.31. Good luck.
1: Have a great day. Happy harnessing, everyone.